This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. The Pacific Northwest Ballet continues to make strides when it comes to diversity and inclusion, as they recently appointed Amanda Morgan as a soloist in the company, making her the first African-American woman to attain the position in the history of the company. And here with me this morning to talk about her career and P&B is Amanda Morgan. Good morning, Amanda, and congratulations on your latest accomplishment. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, Amanda, what did you, um, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, first of all, let's, let's talk about how you got started in ballet. Yeah, so I started ballet at the age of two and a half in Tacoma, Washington, at this uh, school called Dan Cedar Northwest. It's a smaller school, and I... Um, just from the moment I was young, I just, I loved dancing. I loved uh, performing, putting on costumes, putting on shows for people. Um, just all of, all of the glitz and glamour of like what it means to kind of just uh, be on stage in that way. Um, and then once I was uh, around 14, I um, auditioned for the school uh, Pacific Northwest Ballet and I got in. And so then, since then, I um, went through the school, um, through uh, the different levels there into the professional division, and then I was offered uh, a contract to be in the company at the age of uh, 19 uh, in 2016. Uh, and yeah, so then I've been in the company ever since. Wow. Let, let's talk a little about the progression as it relates to the world of ballet, because um, there are a series of levels that are within a company, and it can take years to move uh, into roles uh, like a soloist and principal dancers. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that process or the hierarchy uh, as it relates to a ballet company? Yeah, so ballet uh, naturally has this hierarchy um, in, um, well, depending on the company, but at least in Pacific Northwest Ballet, we have Apprentice, which is kind of like an entering level um, into the company, and then after that is the court of ballet, which is usually um, the huge group of dancers that you usually see dancing together. Um, they're not always featured, but they're just as important. Uh, they really are the ones that like help the show happen. Um, and then after that, there's a soloist, so that's usually uh, people that are featured, so usually alone. Um, and sometimes they do principal roles as well. And then there's principal, which is the very top tier. Um, and they usually do all the featured parts, um, or only the featured parts. Um, yeah, and they kind of are the ones that have to really be on their A game all the time. So that's kind of a 
a little bit about the progression of that. And so um, recently I was promoted to soloist. And so I've, I'm kind of getting into that um, stage where I'm only doing the featured stuff and got to be on my A game a little bit more. <laughs> right. Then let's talk a little bit about the significance of your accomplishment because um, you don't see a lot of people who look like you and I uh, when it comes to the world of ballet that are um, in these uh, what I call like to call primary positions, the soloist and uh, especially uh, the principal dancers, because you know those different levels are are much harder to to attain and to get and to get to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point. So, like in the ballet world at large, it's um, it's not that there hasn't been black dancers; uh, it's just that we haven't always gotten the opportunities to get to these levels. Um, and we're seeing in a lot of companies, particularly in mine. Um, that have really done the work to kind of diversify dance and open up these opportunities and uh, recognize talent for talent rather than, um, you know, fitting, having, you know, certain dancers fit into a mold since ballet is, uh, has been and can continue to uphold uh, white supremacy in a way. Um, so in my case, it's, I, I'm just very grateful to be in this company in particular because we are, really are kind of breaking all these molds and, and barriers of what it means to dance and what it means to do ballet, what that looks like. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I, there was no one, uh, at least a, a black female dancer that I could look up to here at PMB. I, um, there was a couple that joined the company in the 80s, 90s, and then after that, there was no one until I joined in 2016. Um, and there were uh, different black men that were in the company, but as a ballerina, as a, as a woman, it was hard because, you know, there's all these standards of what it means to be feminine, what it means to be beautiful, like uh, being a ballerina, is like there's just like a lot of emphasis on that. And I think sometimes black women um, can get stereotyped into not fitting into that mold. And so it was just kind of like kind of fighting against that idea and um, really just striving to work hard and break that uh, barrier here, at least at my company. And now that I've done that, I mean, there's there's many others here with me now, too, that are doing that, which is uh, really, really wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, how difficult is it, especially as a, 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 young, a young person, a young dancer coming up um, to be... Um, you know, within an organization, knowing that there's these glass ceilings that are in place, knowing that there are, I don't want to call them stereotypes, but these um, traditional um, type of, uh, uh, of in the molds they want people to kind of fit into. Um, and, you know, knowing that, especially, if, you know, that you could, you're probably one of the, the, the few in the company, uh, in your case, look, you were the only one. Um, but, you know, how difficult is that to really, you know, maintain your focus and your drive um, in that type of environment, even though it can be a somewhat nurturing environment or more nurturing than some other companies uh, here like you have with the Pacific Northwest Ballet? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, it was it was hard to be so young coming into a company and the first you know, usually what a lot of people worry about is, you know, just already like, how am I going to, you know, fit in this company? How am I going to find my way and just kind of grow as a dancer, right? So I had that whole thing, just like everyone else. But I was also, you know, doing this 
where I, I knew I was the first black woman in this company in a while. And I was alone in that because there was no one else around me that looked like me. Um, and so, I mean, it always takes, you know, like one person or a couple people to kind of go through this in order for more people, you know, to come in the door. But um, I think when I was younger, it was definitely pretty hard because I, there'd be times where I wouldn't get opportunities or I would not dance as much. And then it would be easy for me sometimes to be like, well, is it because of the way I look? Um, and I don't think that it was always because of the way I looked, but it was, you know, it's hard because there's no one else to compare myself to. And if I'm constantly getting singled out, then it seems a little bit like, you know, um, right. suspicious. Um, but yeah, I think like, even though I went through all of those hard moments and even still to this day, there are times that like, I even doubt myself because of those hard moments I went through, you know, years ago, like it's, it's a a mental thing of like once you're told and you have people have all these ideas of you sometimes you start to believe them and I'm, so I'm trying to kind of I've been able to get to this point where I'm like separating myself from all these things that I was told when I was younger or when I was at other schools in different countries like or in things like that um so yeah now uh PNB uh has made some strides and in- uh, this area, and I believe you've had some involvement uh, with helping uh, bring about some in- diversity of initiatives within the company. Um, but they now have an African American male as a principal dancer. Last year, they had two African American girls uh, play uh, the lead role uh, in the Nutcracker, uh, and now you've got your appointment. You know, how exciting or satisfying um, is it for you? to be involved in this process, but also be involved with this company um, that is, you know, basically uh, started moving the, the needle as it relates to uh, diversity within their company. Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, it's really, 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 like, I feel really grateful to be in this company when this is happening and to have been involved in some capacity, you know, in this way, I think before, uh, the pandemic, they were starting to make initiatives and talk about diversity and all of these things. But um, like once the once 2020 happened, we all really had more time to sit and look at everything. And I mean, the George Floyd protests were huge. It was a huge cultural shift for everyone, you know, in this country and America. Um, they really were able to like get more action in, you know, in bringing more diversity in uh, bringing more diversity, not just like with the dancing, like with the dancers, but the choreographers, with how we're relating to our community in Seattle, all of that stuff was really able to happen, um, not just because of me, but because there are a lot of people in our organization that have been doing this work, or even people like Keon Gaines-Ross, who was a black dancer, he was a soloist, you know, like only a little bit before I joined the company. Um, people like Carl Cruz, who was a principal, uh, I was Afro-Cuban. There are people, you know, that were kind of like, you know, breaking this, uh, breaking these glass ceilings slowly and slowly. Um, and so I think 2020 really just opened up this opportunity to kind of um, just allow that all to happen. Um, and mm-hmm. so now I'm here and we've come back, you know, from a pandemic, like from very tumultuous time in a way. 
Um, and so to see like, you know, so many opportunities uh, being presented for dancers of color in our company, it's made me like, I mean, incredibly happy. I don't feel so alone. Um, I have, there are, let's see, there's Jonathan Batista company, uh, who's a principal. There's Destiny Wimpier. There is, uh, Audrey Malik, Gina Bell Peterson, Vilas Hughes, Ashton Edwards, uh, Rosalind Hutzel. I don't believe, oh, and uh, Larry Lancaster that are all uh, black dancers, and Demille Cruz, who are all black dancers in the company now. So it's like, to go from, like, just, like, myself and, like, Demille Cruz to now, like, all of these people has been, I mean, really, really incredible to see. Wow. <laughs> Amanda, I'd be remiss if we didn't take a little bit of time this morning uh, to talk about PMB's current engagement of the Nutcracker, which is running now until December 27th, and I believe you are alternating between two or three uh, different roles in this year's version. Yeah, I actually, let's see, I think I have five roles. I used to have more when I was in the core. And as you uh, progress in a company, usually you lose the amount of roles you do, which is kind of ironic. But, uh, yeah, so I do uh, uh, Claire's mother or um, Frau Staubbaum. And then I do... uh, Arabian, I do Dutter, I do Lead Spanish, or the, the main hot chocolate person. Um, and then I do Dewdrop, and uh, this year I'm introducing the Sugar Plum Fairy into my repertoire uh, this year. So I'm very excited about that. Wow, that's great. Um, and Amanda, well, you know what we say to people in our listening audience who have uh, never seen the Nutcracker, haven't seen it in quite some time, especially performed by the Pacific Northwest Ballet, uh, maybe even dating back to when they were, you know, a kid, when they went as a, on a field trip in school, to that nature. You know, what would you say to them uh, to encourage them to really think about uh, Cracker this holiday season? I mean, I think even though it's an old story, we can all um, find some magic in it. And um, even if we don't celebrate Christmas, I mean, I think there is something so uh, universal about it in this way of just kind of like telling a really great story. And there's a lot of fun costumes. Uh, and I also just think it's a good introduction to kind of ballet um, because ballet isn't all like the Nutcracker. There's, it can go every way. So, um, yeah, I would say just please uh, just to come uh, and check it out. <laughs> All right. And Amanda, uh, last question for you. Uh, you know, we often talk about um, the first uh, when it comes to our community and how hard they had to work and fight and master their craft to get there. But we never really talk about their legacy beyond that. Uh, when you decide to hang up your ballet, ballet shoes, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think I've only been in be now this is about to be my I, I'm in my seventh year at the company and uh, I've already done a, a lot in my short time here uh, which isn't very common for a dancer I've created a whole mentorship program for their school I've um, choreographed and kind of made things either on the company or students there and then you know I've also broken these barriers as a dancer. Um, and really involved myself in this kind of 
our arts activism work outside of PMB. And so I think, yeah, I think all of that is really my legacy. It's just like trying to make the organization better and hopefully doing so in a way um, that I influenced, um, you know, people to continue to do that in this company. Um, and I think in general, like in Seattle, like I right now I have a, I've created this, um, uh, what's about to be slowly become a nonprofit called the Seattle Project, where I make my own work and I work with different artists, you know, outside of PMV that are local, um, that aren't always, you know, um, highlighted. Uh, so I think that's also something that I will probably do once I uh, don't dance. I want to do some type of leadership. I want to have some type of leadership role in a capacity. Um, either in a nonprofit or an or an arts organization, um, just because that work means a lot to me, and I just think the arts are incredibly important, and yeah, it fulfills me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Amanda, thank you for joining us on today's show. Congratulations on your recent appointment as a soloist of the Pacific Northwest Ballet, um, and you know, much continued success to you uh, throughout your career. Uh, but more importantly, um, as you continue to work to uh, increase uh, efforts of uh, diversity and inclusion uh, within the ballet industry. Oh, thank you so much for having me.